I'm a gun lover, a veteran, and a family man. I believe in the Second Amendment and responsible gun ownership. I'm Skip, and this is Gunsmoke. Hey, y'all, we're back. Scott Rodig from Classic uh, Fighting Handguns. Uh, nice group, guys. I, I'm a member also. Of course, I'm a little partial there, but he enjoyed the uh, Gia Parino thing we did last time. I'd like to hear more about the Mativa Revolver. We'll be getting to that as soon as I can get some stuff together and see. But on the other hand, another thing, uh, we've been picked up by an app. It's called Radio Public. And uh, you can find us on Radio Public now. And uh, interesting enough, they contacted me and told me that we're now on that. And so there's another one out there. So if you have problems, go to Radio Public. You can download it for uh, Apple or Android. And uh, you can listen to us there. But anyway, some folks wanted to hear about the Webley Fosbury self-carking automatic revolver. I mentioned it the last time. And uh, so I said, let me get to it. And uh, it's, an, uh, it's an unusual recoil-operated automatic revolver designed by Lieutenant Colonel George Vincent Fosbury, VC, and produced by the Webley Scott Company from 1901 to 1924. And the revolver is easy recognizable by the zigzag grooves in the cylinder. I'd mentioned this at an earlier date on one of the podcasts, but I never got real in-depth into it. Now, the semiotic pistols were just beginning to appear when Colonel Fosbury, who was born in 1832, died in 1907. Well, he devised a revolver that cocked the hammer and rotated the cylinder by sliding the action, cylinder, and barrel assembly back on the frame. The prototype was modified, uh, was a modified Colt single-action army revolver. Now, Fosbury patented his invention on the 16th of August in 1895, and further improvements were patented in June and October of 1896. Now, Fosbury took his design to P. Webley and Son of Birmingham. Now, P. Webley and Son, which merged with W.C. Scott and Sons and Richard Ellis and Son in 1897 to form the Webley and Scott Revolver and Arms Company, and they were primary manufacturers of service pistols for the British Army as well as producing sidearms, or firearms rather, for civilian use. Now Webley further developed the design and the Webley Fosbury automatic revolver was introduced at matches at Bisley of uh, July in 1900. Now the revolver was initially made in 455 uh, caliber for uh, British service cartridge and later in 38 ACP while the 45 version had uh, a standard six round cylinder the 38 high velocity or 38 Colt ACP version had an eight chambers and could be loaded by a circular full moon clip the 38 version had a shorter cylinder and thus a shorter recoil stroke some were made with a short frame in 455 caliber and uh, a variety of modifications led to the production of six different models. That's Mark 1 through Mark 6. Now, a civilian, in civilian use, 
The Webley Fosbury was, a, was popular with target shooters because the trigger mechanism did not rotate the cylinder, shots were smooth and consistent, permitting rapid and accurate shooting. Now, Walter Wyans, a famous contemporary target shooter, preferred the Webley Fosbury, and in 1902, he used it to play six shots in a two-inch bullseye at 12 paces in seven seconds. Using a Predot speed loader, he was able to fire 12 shots into three uh, three-inch bullseyes at approximately in approximately 15 seconds. Now the Webley Fosbury was available in several standard configurations with barrel lengths of 7.5, 6, and 4 inches, and was also made to order. You could also be ordered with a Metford polygonal rifling. Now the uh, pistol could be purchased with a single shot 22 adapter for competitive target shooting and the cylinder was removed and it was inserted into the barrel and off you went. Now though Webley viewed his weapon as an ideal sidearm for cavalry troops, the Webley Fosbury was never adopted as an official government sidearm. At over 11 inches long and weighing in at some 44 ounces unloaded, the Webley Fosbury was a heavy and unwieldy sidearm even by the standards of the day. Now, several models of the Webley Fosbury revolvers were produced and uh, saw limited action in the Boer Wars as well as World War I, where some privately purchased examples were carried by the British officers in the 455 service chambering. Now, reports from the field suggested that the Webley Fosbury, um, with its precisely machined recoil surfaces, was very susceptible to jamming in wartime conditions of mud and rain than comparable sidearms of the period. It has been commonly alleged that the Webley Fosbury required a tight hold in order for the cylinder to properly cycle and cock the weapon. Now, other disadvantages was manual recocking. Unlike simple technique used in ordinary revolvers, the Webley Fosbury requires pulling the entire action cylinder barrel assembly back across the frame, and it's a two-handed operation. Now, production ceased in 1924 with a total of less than 5,000 built. However, many revolvers remained unsold, and the model was carried in Webley's catalogs as late as 1939 and they're collectible today. The uh, Dashiell Hamlet novel, The Maltese Fract, uh, Falcon, and the 1941 Warner Brothers film Sam Spade's partner, Michael Archer, is shot and killed with a Webley Fosbury automatic revolver. Now the Fo Webley Fosbury, like I mentioned, is a recoil-operated revolver. It has three functional sections, the barrel and cylinder section, the lock and hammer action, and the frame which houses the trigger, recoil spring, grip, and safety. Now the process of opening or emptying and loading the Webley Fosbury is identical to all other contemporary Webley revolvers. A pivoting lever on the side of the upper receiver is pressed and released. The barrel section which tilts up and forward, breaks in other words, and on the bottom front pivot. Now, simultaneously, it ejects the contents of the cylinder chambers. Once loaded, the section is tilted back to lock and closed. Now, once loaded, the Webley 
Fosbury is cocked by pressing the entire action cylinder barrel assembly as far back as it'll go using the free hand. And uh, an internal spring then brings the assembly to the ready position. When the action cylinder barrel assembly moves back, either by hand cocking or recoil, a pivoting lever connected to the frame cocks the hammer while a stud on the frame rides in the zigzag grooves on the outer of the cylinder, revolving it to the next uh, chamber partway to the ready position. When the internal springs and assembly forward, the stud revolves the cylinder completely and the chamber lines up with the barrel and uh, neither pulling the trigger nor manually cocking the hammer alone rotates the gun cylinder. The entire assembly must be cocked or pulled back to ensure that the chamber is properly lined with the barrel. Now the Webley Fosbury is intended to be carried at full cock ready to fire. The revolver, therefore, has the unusual feature of a safety catch, which is found on the left side of the frame at the top of the grip. When disengaged, the safety lies horizontally along the frame. It is set by pressing it down, which cams the upper assembly slightly backwards, uh, disconnecting the hammer from the sear. It can only be set with the pistol when the pistol is cocked. Now in early models, one directional cylinder rotation was ensured by using a spring-loaded operating stud which rode the cylinder grooves of varying depths. This design was found to be needlessly complex and in later models, a fixed stud rode the grooves to, uh, of the uniform depth. The, uh, with overshoot grooves set at an angle of the zigzag to prevent the stud from permitting the cylinder to turn backwards. Additional improvements included removing the cylinder retaining latch from the side of the action. The latch was replaced with a spring-loaded stud in the cylinder's top strap. Now for the final version of the Webley Fosbury was released in 1914. It had a shorter cylinder than the earlier models and the trigger spring and recoil lever were strengthened. It's an interesting gun. It's kind of falls along like a lot of stuff I've learned since we started this thing. There are some really seriously interesting firearms out there. But, you know, we'll talk about that on another day. So if you got any bitches, gripes, or complaints, you can feel free to send me an email at gunsmoke at yahoo.com. That's G-U-N-S-M, smoke, at yahoo.com, all lowercase. Or you can go to our Facebook page, send some pictures, ask for a friend request. We love to see what's going on. We're meeting a lot of people and really enjoying it. So until the next time, y'all take care.